Hey everyone, this is Tim Hart, branch manager of Van Dyke Mortgage. Welcome to another episode of the Heartbeat Show podcast. Today's special guest, Coach James Delgado of Riverdale High School Football. A friend of mine, past client, and he was honored uh, to be the District 18 Coach of the Year. High School Football Coach of the Year, voted on by his peers. Um, This was a really cool interview, Uh, not just saying that. It was uh, filled with a lot of uh, awesome lessons, leadership stories, transition stories, adversity, you name it. Uh, Coach Coach Delgado covered a lot of it. I think you guys will enjoy this. Uh, before we get started, don't forget, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, give us a review, whatever you feel like. Appreciate it. So guys, here's myself and Coach James Delgado, and hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Heartbeat Show podcast with Tim Hart, talking mortgage, real estate, and whatever else is happening in our Southwest Florida community and around the world. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, what's up? This is Tim Hart, branch manager of Van Dyke Mortgage here in Fort Myers. Welcome to an episode of today. I got a special guest with me. Coach James Delgado. Coach, how you doing? Awesome, man. Thank you guys for having us. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, so you're such a coach, man. Yeah. You, you bring up the team. Coach of Riverdale High School, mm-hmm. right? The reason why you're here, one, he's a past client, right? Big deal. Big deal. Uh, also, um, family friends of mine, I would call them, back in the day, Mariner mm-hmm. High School. Uh, your mother-in-law, yeah. Nancy Hagee, was my teacher. And I was friends with your daughter-in-law and your brother-in-law. Yeah, right? there you go. Yep. Small world, isn't you it? You guys all went to school together, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we sure good. did. That's good. So, James, you're here today because this man right here just won uh, District 18 Coach of the Year High School Football. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so thank first, you. congratulations. Thank you. thank you very much. Are you excited about that? I, I was honored, for sure. I mean, you're talking about our entire area. You're talking about every school in, in Collier County and Charlotte County and everybody coming together and commonly voting on that. And so for the area coaches to think of me that way after this year has been really a flattering deal. You know? uh, but it was all, it, the coaches voted on it, right? Yes, sir. That there is voted on by the coaches. Your peers. My peers. That's a big deal. Yeah, huge deal. Yeah, awesome. So. Well, but let's, like, for, they voted you for a reason, right? I looked at your stats and stuff. 10 and 1, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. 10 and 1 record. Yes, sir. Okay. Won the districts. That's right. Okay. You won your, what is it, Battle of the what against Lehigh? Battle of the Bell. Battle of the Bell. Yep. It's a huge rivalry game for huge you guys? Huge rivalry game. So yes. you won the, you, a must-win type thing. Definitely, yeah. And okay. We were able to do that for the second year in a row um, against a really talented Lehigh bunch for the last two years. Um, so that's that's a big deal. Um and being ten and one, we were it was the first undefeated regular season in school history, which is really neat. And I guess you don't really think about it. <clears throat> it wasn't one of our goals going into the season to be undefeated through the regular season, but it doesn't happen often. You know, I've had countless friends and coaches and people reach out talking about how big a deal that is, talking about twenty five year careers and never having an undefeated regular season. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely my first as well. Um, so it's neat. Yeah. Definitely cool. Well, and, and the other, you, we look at the 10 and 1 record, right? Like that one loss was in a championship playoff game. Definitely. You know what I mean? Against like, a quality opponent. 
Yeah. Very good opponent. And so. nothing to be uh, you know ashamed of at all. That's great. No. Yeah. Oh, congrats to your success. Thank you. So, like, I thought it would be really cool for um, for me uh, and everyone out there to kind of um, get to know your your path that led you to Riverdale. I was born and raised here. James, you are not. Right. And so let's start kind of, um, I want to start at the beginning of your coaching. Okay. Like, wh how did you end up getting into coaching? And then let's lead that into how you end up getting down here. So how did you get into uh, fo coaching football? So I played in college. Um after having a, a really good career in college and just basically learning a bunch, but also being a guy that was looked looked at as a leader and being a two-year captain and two-year conference player of the year and um, were on that all-conference team. Where'd you go to college? Weber International University, okay. back when they first started the program, essentially. Um, I was a finance major, so I thought I'd be you know, working in corporate America when it was all said and done. and. Uh, my head coach at the time, who's still there in, in the position as the head coach at Weber, said, James, why don't you stick around and be a graduate assistant coach? Um, so to me, I was like, well, I get my master's paid for. Gives me a couple more years to figure out what I'm really doing. Um, absolutely. No brainer. And and gives me gives me some more time to um, just, you know, be around ball. Like if you play it, you coach it, you never really want it to end. And as soon as I started coaching, I fell in love with it. Um, from there, I coached for a couple of years in college and then got into high school coaching and never really looked back. So I can honestly say my entire professional career has been in what I love to do. You know, I wake up every day, never dread getting up for work, regardless of what time it is or <laughs> what I have right. waiting for me. Yeah. That's a special, special thing. Not everybody can say that. Yeah, you never work a day in your life, right? If you do what you yeah, love. Absolutely. Oh, that's absolutely. all good for you. Thanks. And so then you came down, it was from up in uh, Apaca, right? Yeah, which is just outside of Orlando. Okay, and, and so you end up coming down here to Riverdale, but your situation, correct me if I'm wrong again, like you had success up there. Sure. Correct? Yeah. Um, so tell us about that in Apaca. Yeah, like kind of unprecedented success. In fact, when I left there, you know, people could see me leaving and going on to do, I guess you'd say, bigger, better things. Um, but to leave there and go to, uh, come down to Southwest Florida and particularly go to Riverdale where really nobody knew about Riverdale as a football school. Um, you know, maybe you hear about them because of wrestling or because of consistent programs like volleyball and baseball and basketball, but football hasn't been that. Um, and so when I, when I looked, and we ended up taking the job. There were so many people that said, "Man, are you are you sure? Like, are you are you you really sure?" Um, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, there's something about it." And I think what was neat about it, truthfully, and how we ended up in Southwest Florida is obviously you alluded to the fact that you know my family. Um, you know, great my, family, man. great family, yeah. phenomenal people. Except Tyron. Wow. Just kidding, Tyron. <laughs> he's he's, he's a great friend of mine. I'm just messing. One with of the best, and so. He, um, or I should say the family itself, when we were up in Orlando and Apopka, we were making the trip back and forth once a month just to be around them or they were coming up and holidays and things like that. But we were, we were in that area for six years, um, really actually eight years altogether, and it was near my family. So it felt right to look at an opportunity that would be near Jesse's side of the family and kind of look at a new chapter in our lives. Um, and that's really how we ended up down here. But the thing that was neat was we weren't looking to leave Apopka per se. We had other opportunities in years past where I could have taken probably higher profile jobs or been in an entirely different position. Um, 
at maybe at different levels. But when we came down, we were here for the holidays. We were here for Thanksgiving. And I guess at the time that was uh, 2017. And so I knew the position came open. And I knew Mr. Deming, who was the principal before. We had talked about Riverdale in the past. And um, when it was open, I said, hey, Jess, you know, this position's open. We're going to be in town. Why don't I call him and see if I can sneak in for an interview while we're there? And uh, basically, I reached out and just said, you know, this is our situation. I'm in town. I can extend our stay through Monday if I'll come in and interview. And so they were able to arrange it. They basically sped up the application process. I bet. And got everybody to come in and interview at that same time frame, um, which wasn't their initial plan. So I go in on Monday morning. I hung out for about three hours and just spent time with, you know, staff. I spent time with the administration, um, with with kids, and just kind of looked around at facilities and just kind of tried to be a fly on the wall. And I fell in love with the place. It reminded me of Apopka when I was in high school. So I went to school at Apopka, and we were successful then. We won the first state championship in school history when I was a junior. Um, so I I knew what it took to be successful as a player at the high school level. And then when we went back to Apopka and I coached, we uh, we won two more state titles and played for a third one. So had basically made it to the dance for four four different occasions with four different teams. Um, I, and so we kind of taken some of the things that I've learned along the way and applied them at Riverdale. And it's, it's shown in some of our success, but obviously we've had good players to do that with too. How do you like, you made that AD's like day. Like they, <laughs> they weren't even trying to get you. You just knew it was open. You called them. Right. What a, like. It was definitely dude. bigger than. Bigger <laughs> you made than that me. guy's day. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah I think so. For sure. Um, it's like having a star player call you out of the door. Hey, you want to come over? You're like, geez. But you know you. how it is. Like, and I'm sure you experience it in your business. But anytime you have success, it's more than one piece. It's more than one person. It's it's kind of that that perfect culmination of the right pieces coming together. So the right athletic director, the right principal, the right coach, the right assistant coaches, the right players, um, the right support from faculty and community members. And that all of that has to come together for you to be truly successful. So it's definitely bigger than me. Like coming down here and having the success we've had and the time we've had it, I can't take credit for all that. I can't, it's not, it's just not right. Um, there's so many pieces that make it go and hopefully we're not done going. I think that it's getting better every day. Yeah, well, it sounds like the stars align for Riverdale, for, sure. for you know, you guys and them. Mm -hmm. So that's really, Definitely. yeah, that's awesome. Um, so let's get into uh, you taking over Riverdale. And a lot of this stuff, like what I'll take from you when you do this, or we talk about this, is like in business, you know, we, you, management, new management may come into a business. Sure. Or in your situation, you know, new coach, mm -hmm. new staff coming into a new program. And and I'm not, not knocking before you got there, but like not a lot of success. Uh, right in the with the the records for football sure there right yeah definitely if there was it wasn't um, consistent success there's a lot of turnover in coaches um, a lot of turnover in players it seemed like every year there might be players that would be really talented and all of a sudden get plucked away to go to other schools in the area or coaches who were very capable and talented who maybe were there for a short amount of time and would leave for bigger, better jobs or different opportunities. Um, so definitely not consi consistent, uh, continued success. It hadn't been, hadn't been there before. Um, but I did feel like the talent was there. The potential, the right. The potential was there. 
So then what, what did you, so then when, you know, Coach, uh, Del, they call you Coach James or Coach Delgado? What are the Delgado. Kids? Coach Delgado, okay. Yeah. I don't know what, ki- you know, yeah, kids sure. call you the coaches anymore. Coach James, Coach Delgado. Coach Delgado. So, like, Coach Delgado comes into Riverdale. What was your plan going in, uh, taking over with that whole situation? Given the, the, the nature of the beast, it was establishing consistency. No matter what we did, we were going to be consistent with it. Um, and and also with that, putting a, an emphasis on discipline, an emphasis on having a good name, on being model citizens in school, being leaders on our campus, um, and then extending that into the community, and basically doing for our players what my coaches did for me, um, building men, building champions by forcing and, and instilling certain values and certain um, I guess habits that create championship culture. So really knowing that coming in and taking it one day at a time and also treating every day like a new day because some days are better than others. Uh, you're dealing with, you know, high school age kids. And then you're dealing with a lot of other pieces, a lot of adults that are used to doing things a certain way. So you can't go in and change it all at once but we sure changed a bunch in a short amount of time. And I think the kids were so desperate for success that they bought into it a lot easier than they would have if they were successful without that discipline, mm-hmm. without that that demand for excellence. Yeah, like why do we need to change? It's all worked in the sure, past. Sure, yeah. sure. So because that wasn't the case, maybe my job was a little easier to come in and clean up some things that that needed to be changed. Right. Well, and I, I thought I, you just reminded me of something. You said community. Um, that was your team, right? That like opens the door, like we're letting, uh, well, explain that to everyone. It was pretty cool. It kind of went viral too, didn't it? It, This year it did. So ever since I got there and we did this when I was at Apopka too, it was kind of my initiative. Um, we go on Friday mornings to local elementary schools and open car doors as kids are getting to school. So you take all the your, your players yep. to the elementary schools. Yep. Okay. And so we have a great partnership with River Hall Elementary and they're the closest to us in proximity. So we go there every Friday during the football season in our jerseys um, and we select different players of the week to go and be a part of that. Um, and when we go, those elementary kids just light up. Oh, I bet. They light up. They love it. And I guess <laughs> what what probably caused it to go viral, because this isn't like my idea. I'm not the first person to have ever done this, but we've done it for the last couple of years. And this year, um, our players just befriended and fell in love with one of River Hall elementary students who happened to have Down syndrome. And um, as, a, as a four-year-old kid coming to school every day, you know, he would need help getting to his classroom. And so our kids would take him by the hand and give him a high five and love on him. And you could just see how his mood would change along with every other kid that they would come in contact with. Some needed it more than others. Um, well, in in a attempt to bring awareness to Down syndrome, we honored that young boy by having him be a part of our team, giving him his own jersey, um, getting his name on the back of it, um, and having him come out with our seniors for senior night. And so local media outlets got a hold of that and turned it into something that went viral. And I mean, I haven't looked lately, but I remember at one point there was a video circulating around with our kids, with that program, with, with Cooper, who I'm happy to wear our uh, Down Syndrome Awareness oh, cool. Band with Riverdale football on them. And I'll, I'll get you one of those. Yeah, please. Um, 
it was like over 1.5 million views. So it's a huge deal. So many people have taken that and seen it and uh, recognized our kids for it. But to me, that's what high school athletics are about. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do with this platform. Um, and, and it's made it really special. You know, I think it's kind of a situation where you do things a certain way for so long and eventually you, people take notice. You know, we have a quote up in our, in our locker room area that says, when you do common things in an uncommon way, you command the, the attention of the world. Um, and that's basically it. And so we just try to do that in our daily walk and far from perfect, you know? I, uh, I mess up daily, but my guys know that I own my mistakes and uh, I come back the next day ready to be better. And that's what I expect out of them. Well, you know, there's uh, two things that's cool about what you, everything you just said. One, you're not doing these things with taking your players over opening doors and, and helping Cooper and giving him support. No. You're not doing that to go viral, right? Like, you're not, you, that's just you. And, and sure. But it's what, like, I almost, always um uh and enamored by with coaches like especially the high school youth sports level mm -hmm. the you know what you said is you're helping make these boys men for sure you know you're guiding directing them you're a huge part of their life and um you know unless you're not involved with it um you really don't see like how much some of these kids need it for sure you know what i mean and like the stuff that you guys do and my other buddies that are coaches mm -hmm. just you know, unbelievable, man. You guys do such a great job. So be proud of yourself for that. Man. Thank you. I love it. For sure. Um, getting out of that before I go to the next question? No. I think the only thing I would say is is you're right. You you don't do it for the recognition. Right. You do it for, for making an impact in the community, but also in your own kids' lives. I think I'm such a big proponent of servant leadership. Um, and, and our guys, you can see where somebody who's maybe a little hard because of life circumstances or maybe they're frustrated with certain things in their own homes, when they go out and they serve in the community, whether we're doing a trash pickup or we're doing a, a turkey handout for Thanksgiving or you know, we'll go to Buckingham Exceptional Learning Center and do events there with some of their special needs children. When our kids let those walls fall and you get to really see their hearts and you kind of capture the heart of an athlete, then you have an ability to do something bigger than it's so much bigger than X's and O's. Right. You know, and I guess I would just, I'd say in any of anything that you do, whether it's in, in, in business or in teaching or you have the ability to, to, to make an impact. And mm -hmm. I, I don't take it lightly. And most coaches don't No, and That's right. why we do what we do. It surely isn't for the pay or for the accolades. Um, it's, it's just to make a difference. So let's get into the, the season you just had. So like, um, an amazing season. So I'd be curious, like, what is your, what's your favorite memory that you had? Or, you, you know, even if you want to touch on a couple of the, like the, that moment when you're like, oh man, like, you know, the light switch just went on for mm -hmm. these guys or, you know, just why don't you hit on a couple of those if sure. you don't mind. It's hard to put it all into uh, singular moments because it, it, you know, you're, you're around these kids and around the coaches and around this process for so much time. Um, I personally remember the growth that we've had since last spring all the way through the entire season. To me, what was so enjoyable about this year from one year to another was how our kids approached practice, how hard they worked every day without having to be 
prodded or fought or um, causing uh, a rift or even drama. It was like, okay, let's go to work. We're here for a reason. Um, and, and then that mentality showed up on the field time and time again. And, you know, there were times where we're lined up against more talented teams. Uh, we're lined up against people who on paper beat us nine out of 10 times. Um, but throughout the regular season, our kids showing that just resiliency, that will to win and their selflessness to play for each other. There's so many moments in games, small moments where maybe our defense was backed up against the goal line and all of a sudden a big play happens or we force a, a, a fourth down and now they're lining up to kick it and we block it or they decide to go for it on fourth and short and we stop them. Mm -hmm. and, and just little moments like that throughout the year um, where things happened in games where you just kind of look around and you're like, is this really happening right now? Um, and our kids made plays like that time and time again. And that's what it takes to be successful in competitive high school football. You're not gonna have games that are easy every week, nor should you, right? Um, to me, I, I have moments of kick returns that are huge responses to a score or a, a situation where maybe we're fighting field position. I have uh, thoughts of, of players making big time plays on offense, all of a sudden breaking a run that's supposed to go for a first down and taking it down the sideline for a touchdown. Um, those things to me are what it's all about because when that play happens, I don't look at the individual athleticism of the kid who made it happen. I look at the growth in that kid from where he was to where he is and how that's possible. Um, that's what's so cool about what we do as coaches. Mm -hmm. So to sum it up in a couple of moments, I can't. I can tell <laughs> the whole you, thing? The whole so thing was special. The whole thing was neat. And, you know, people assume, oh, well, you know, as a coach, you must have a favorite player or favorite moment or not necessarily. Because, again, in a, in a game like football, you rely on every person right. on that team. There's kids that every year undoubtedly think their role is insignificant and they try to quit. Oh, coach, you know, I'm not really the best football player. I should focus on this or I should go be that or whatever. And I try to talk them out of it like crazy, regardless if they're a first string guy or a guy who may never step on the field for significant time in a varsity contest. It doesn't matter because that same kid who maybe doesn't feel like he's talented adds something to the dynamic of our team in the locker room on the practice field. Um, and again, we're talking about high school athletics like the amateurism of it. You should be playing with your best friends that you grew up with and creating memories that you'll remember for the rest of your life. You won't remember the score of a game because you won it or lost it, but you'll remember memories from the locker room or the weight room or the practice field. And those things transcend anything else. Oh, dude, no doubt. Team sports is, you know, especially if you're, you know, you got a good group around you. Or, mm -hmm. And I, what I mean good, I mean like just good people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just, such great memories for sure yeah, i'm still friends with like uh, almost the majority of my friends i grew up with here all came from little league yeah you know what i mean like yep. we all became best friends early on almost like stayed that way for sure you grew up together yeah it's crazy it's the, and that's the best it's so the best. what do you um so like the next progression for you know riverdale like or, or what's the future like for you guys in the next coming years like are you um, like, you know, losing some talent, you, like, mm -hmm. what, what do you got going on? So we're graduating a lot of kids. This was a big senior class, and it would have even been bigger um, when we first came in there. We almost had to clean house in some ways just to get, 
guys who had awful habits that maybe weren't willing to break habits, change, they, they at some point had to leave the program just because it wasn't going to work. Um, this class still graduates 22 kids, and that's a lot for a high school football team. And a lot of those guys were major contributors on our team. So we have a lot of holes to fill, um, but really excited about our, our upcoming classes as well. And we have some solid juniors who have played since they were sophomores that we'll count on next year as they transition into being seniors and being the leaders in our program. We have solid underclassmen, freshmen and sophomores who are now gonna be juniors and sophomores. And they are gonna be counted upon to fill so many voids. Um, and I think as coaches, we're going to be tested truly to develop them and get them to the place where they need to be to compete against others, juniors and seniors, mm -hmm. who are maybe stronger or maybe um, just a little bit more uh, developed. But it should be fun. I think Riverdale football is definitely on the rise. It should be something that people are excited about. And at the end of the day, regardless if our record is undefeated or you know we're 7-3 and three or whatever it is, I think the biggest thing that we're going to continue to do as long as I'm affiliated with it is create champions. We're going to continue to develop men. We're going to make better fathers and husbands and eventually, you know, be able to to make a difference in this community because as those guys grow up, they're going to become the leaders here. Mm -hmm. um, and without what we're doing, you know, who knows where we go. And so, you're one of their role models. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, man. No, yeah. I'm, I'm sure some days I'm hated. <laughs> that comes with the territory. But as they get older, you know how it goes. For sure. They will remember and, you know, they'll, they'll look back on that and know that you, what you meant when you were being hard on them. Sure. If that's, that's, why, if, if that's why they're mad at you. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's my hope. That's why you do it. Yeah, so. for sure. So, like, uh, I just kind of curious, like, pro players. So, have yeah. you, uh, you had any guys you coached in high school that are... Playing the NFL several, or made it? Yeah, several. Um, and, you know, the NFL is such a difficult thing because you can be in and all of a sudden you're out. You know, it's it's the lifetime of an NFL player is not, and I don't mean like lifetime as far as how old you become, but your your career right. in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, a lot of players. Uh, currently, I have a kid by the name of Trey Hendrickson that I coached at Apopka. He plays D-line for the Saints. A kid by the name of K.J. Dillon who played safety. Uh, he plays for the Texans. Um, several other guys who had stints that were in and are now out. I got a couple kids that are upcoming um, college seniors or they're coming out for the draft this year. For the Gator cool. fans out there, you can tell them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Martez Ivy. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a big one coming out. And, you know, he's a guy that has been like a son in so many ways. And it'll be neat to see what, what God has in store for him next. He had a tremendous career up in Gainesville and so many other guys have too in different places so I root for all of them people ask me oh who's your college team who's your NFL team I root for places where I have guys whether I have I'll friends bet. coaching or guys who are playing um that's who I try to keep up with every year so awesome. it's fun to do that cool man you got anything else you want to add well I uh I wanted to definitely give you something for having us because that's kind of what we do at Riverdale we try to take care of people so um, you know, I don't know if you'll ever make it out to a game, but if you do, you'll have something to wear. Okay. And uh, I know you get out on the boat every now and then, so I figured this will help keep some some sun off you. Um, <laughs> so you'll get yourself a Riverdale coaching hat there. Look at that, keep dude. Keep some sun off you, and then there's a T-shirt for you that you can rock. 
Sorry, Travis Smith. You gave me a hat, man. I got to wear it, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. That's Thanks. It. I appreciate it. Of course. That was awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my um, pleasure. Where can they... Uh, I, I know you're on Twitter. Yeah. Or you're Riverdale. So where can yeah. they follow you on Twitter? So the Riverdale football program has a page. Um, it's at Riverdale Coach. And so a lot of times we're posting, you know, things for our kids to see or inspirational quotes. But we also update information about upcoming games, ticket sales, um, things like that and so different things we're doing in the community so if you want to follow us at Riverdale coach you can do so and you know Riverdale High School is not too far from you you're welcome to catch us on a Friday night or come by if you ever want to get involved or see what else we do in the community don't hesitate to reach out we're pretty much an open door open book place so anytime. Go. yeah guys uh, you know another leader in the community here in Southwest Florida Honored to have him. Uh, make sure, you know, if you know anyone interested in high school football or lives out there in Riverdale area, um, share this with them. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to uh, our podcast if you listen to that or the Facebook, YouTube, wherever you listen to this. Click like, share it, appreciate it. Because I think his leadership, people like him, and also the things he's doing in the community needs to be shared. Um, there's good things happening out there, and you guys are doing it over there, man. So, again, Thank thanks for being with us, bro. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Coach James Elgato. Take care, everybody. Thank you. All right, guys, that wraps up myself and Coach Elgato. hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, it was a pleasure to have him on. Uh, I think we're going to do a, uh, a coach's corner sometime in the future with myself and him and Trav Smith and Coach Siner. That'd be a good time. All these guys are great dudes. Uh, these coaches are doing great work in our community. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Share it with someone you know that uh, you know, maybe a coach or uh, maybe interested in coaching or just wants to hear a good guy talking because that was fun. So guys, again, uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and take care, everybody, and keep on living the dream. Southwest Florida, see you. Thank you.